This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's 4 o'clock on the number one sports talk show for your drive home. We are sitting here literally chopping it up with Brad Guzan. Did you practice this afternoon? Or what's yeah, absolutely. Okay. First, first double day of the season, so I'm, re- I'm raring to go. No, to- I'm ready. So I'll be I'll be I'll be yelling, you know. You're gonna have to. You'll be back. Exactly. You carb up. I tell you what, you know what? There's no better gift than a six pack of Haven. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. It's always good to see you, bro. We had to bring some. This is Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Unsolicited, non-paid endorsement. No doubt. Well, listen, that Heyman is really good, and guys dig it. Alex Anthopoulos likes it. Uh, Arthur Smith, Falcons head coach, digs it. Uh, we know for a fact Brad Guzan is a, is a right. guy. We could go around the city, guys, and tell you. Uh, I would tell you former GM of our Atlanta Hawks had some. He dug it, okay? <laughs> yeah. um, but with that said, it's, uh, it's a hot commodity. But Brad was very gracious today, man. It's so good to see him back on the pitch. Uh, we were just talking with Jason Longshore. We're going to talk with Garth Longerway coming up here a little bit later on uh, in the 4 o'clock hour, around 440, the new – uh, president right. of Atlanta United. And, you know, Mike, we're still trying to figure out the direction and what's going on with this club. What we start with, guys, and I think a lot of soccer fans know this and Atlanta United fans know this, is not going to be what we finish with. There will be moves made. There will be transfer windows. There will be things that will happen that will transform this team. I just don't know how competitive and how good we're going to be heading into the season. I'd love to tell you guys, hey, we're going to win this conference and we'll be back in the playoffs. I know that's the goal, but we'll talk to Garth coming up at 440. Right. Yeah, because as we said with Brad, and we just talked to uh, Carlos Bogenegger for a second during the commercial break, yeah, there's some, some lockers need to be filled here at, at the training facility. <laughs> All right, is, is Connor ready to go, Chris? He is. All right, man. Connor Riley, it's Kate Connor Riley from Dog Nation as we talk dogs. <laughs> On the sidelines with the dogs. The dog report is brought to you by Engineered Solutions of Georgia, a proud partner of the Georgia Bulldogs. All right, Connor, we got a lot going on, man, um, with the dogs. A lot of this is off the field, and, you know, it's stuff that we wouldn't rather be not talking about, but it is kind of what it is. So I want to start there before we get to the Senior Bowl and all the other stuff that is going to be happening that we'll be paying attention to next week. Um, this Ra Ra Thomas situation, I want to start there. 
What do you know? What does the team know? And what do you think's going to happen? Connor? False imprisonment charge. Oh, can you hear me? Yep, yes. We got you now, brother. Go Sorry. ahead. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, he was arrested Monday morning on a false imprisonment charge and a misdemeanor family battery first offense charge. Uh, long and short of it, he got in an argument with his girlfriend. Uh, it got physical. He was arrested Monday morning. He was released on bond. Uh, Georgia has put out a statement on the matter. Uh, we have the arrest report now. Uh, I, I think the fact that he's, as of this moment, still on the team would probably indicate that he's going to remain on the team going forward. Uh, but, you know, quite frankly, this is this is not the thing you need to be doing at all, and, and much mm. less when you first arrive as a transfer, you know, not even two weeks on or three weeks on the campus at this point in time. And, you know, you look at some of the players that this wide receiver room just lost, Kiaris Jackson, Dominic Blaylock, in addition to being contributors – those guys are upsetting members of the team. And, and for you as a wide receiver to come in and, and, and have this, you know, I'm not saying right now he should be kicked off the team and we're obviously going to allow the legal process to play out. But this isn't something you need to be doing, especially as a newcomer who is trying to get and understand the Georgia culture, because I can guarantee you that is not it. I know that uh, we read that police report yesterday in the 6 o'clock hour, and because of, as we said, you know, it's not like not, not to pick on a team like Oklahoma that was like a football factory in the 80s, but I think almost everybody out there, even high school kids, I mean, are aware of how you're supposed to conduct yourself, and obviously the timing couldn't be any worse. The university uh, is going to continue to evaluate the relationship between, you know, the, the folks who work with the athletes. Carl and I were saying this. This is a continuing effort when you consider the transfer portal. So uh, I know the AJC, there's no agenda. They're just trying to find the facts because it's the University of Georgia. But what what would Georgia have anything do in light of the tragedy a few weeks back? Right. Josh Brooks came out with a statement yesterday stating that there was no, you know, they were not essentially on University of Athletic Department duties in that in that moment. Of course, Chandler LaCroix and Toya Bowles, who were in the car with Warren McClendon and, and Devin Willick, before Willick and LaCroix tragically passed away. This is going to be something that, because of the fact that it was a university vehicle, or rather it was rented, and if I had to make an educated guess here, through the university, and, and that LaCroix is a recruiting staffer, this is going to be something that continues to be investigated. Uh, I think the next big thing that we're probably all waiting on here is a toxicology report on LaCroix. That won't be out for several more weeks at this point, and that's pretty standard in, in a situation like this, but... You know, whether or not alcohol in her system was at play. I know the AJC reported what they reported over the weekend there, and I don't want to too much get into you know the merits of reporting on whether where players are beforehand or where they are at certain point in times in the evening. But this is something that, regardless of what was in that report, I know Georgia is going to continue to investigate, and they're going to have to look at some, some things in the way they conduct their business and the way they do things going forward in light of this horrific event that saw two young people tragically pass away. I want to ask you about this toppers, but I'm just curious. Like we know ball players have been in there before, right? Connor. I mean, guys have gone in there. It's no, it's no secret, right? I mean, guys have gone in there. It's there in Athens. It's in the heart of downtown. It's been there for years. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know. I just, I'm not saying, you know, again, I, I can't, speak on exactly what happened. I don't know if anybody truly knows, but I know some people are saying that Kirby should come down on his players about that, and I'm saying to myself, well, you got 21, 22-year-old, some cases, that's a minute, 25-year-old guys in the program. Are you really able to do that? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, look, I get why it, some people see it as scandalous, salacious, whatever. 
you need to be 18 to go in the toppers. And quite frankly, what you do when you're away from the football field or not with a football team, like I, I don't much care about that. I don't much personally speaking. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't believe it's all that germane to the events that led up to it beforehand. They could have been coming from one of the many other Athens bars. bars. They, could right. they, they could have been coming. They could have been. They could have been coming from Waffle House or going to Waffle House. You know, wherever what they do in their free time. You know, yes, they're football players, and I get that there's a lot of interest in that. But at the same point in time, and look, I think you know the media is just as guilty as this as anyone. These are still human beings, and much less twenty to twenty-one year olds. I know I've been to my fair share of establishments and doing things like that when I was 20, 21 years old. And I didn't have the microscope on me that some of these players did. And, and you know, personally speaking here, I don't, I'm not all that scandalized by the fact that they were in a strip club before the car accident. I, I don't think it's all that germane. They could have very easily been in a bar. Lord knows I've been in bars in Athens at 2.30 in the morning. Like, it, it's right. just that's the reality of being a college kid in this town. And, and while, yes, these guys are football players, it's also worth remembering they're college students as well. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't. I don't point. get the outrage over toppers. Point. It's just another bar. It just happens to have some extra stuff going on. It happens. It's the Dukes and Bell with our man Connor Riley, K Connor Riley on Twitter from Dog Nation, as we're live here at the home of the Five Stripes. All right, Connor, um, you've got uh, McClendon going to the Senior Bowl, and obviously he's still dealing with, uh, with what, what he experienced. And then the big story, I think, for the positive this week is uh, Cedric Von Prom coming back, and the, you have the center and the, and the and the and the guts of that line is going to be in place for whoever's the new quarterback. Yeah, I, I don't think there was a bigger player that Georgia could have gotten back than Cedric Von Prime. Jalen Carter is a phenomenal talent and is going to be, I believe, a top five NFL draft pick. But there isn't a bigger gap between the starter at the position and the guy who would have had to replace him than Cedric Von Prime. And the fact that Georgia is going to have a new quarterback next season, whoever it is, Carson Beck, Brock Vandergriff, Gunnar Stockton, I think they're all going to be talented. But look, you know, when they go to kneeling on, on November 18th or, or when they go down to Jacksonville to play Florida, if they're in the SEC championship game, that's going to be a first experience for whoever that quarterback is. But Cedric Van Pran has seen it all, and he's excelled at it all. I think he's going to be the best center in the country next year. And, you know, this is Georgia offensive line that has gotten very close to winning the Joe Moore Award on multiple occasions. I'd be pretty surprised if they don't win it next season, given, you know, you bring back Van Pran, you bring back Tate Ratledge and Xavier Trust at the guard position. Amarius Mims, I think, is going to one day be a first-round draft pick with what he has at the ability at the tackle position. And, you know, once they figure out that other tackle spot, I, I, there's some really good depth in that room, the way they've recruited in recent years. And I was really impressed by what you saw with them this season. So the fact that Cedric is coming back, I think, really helps further solidify why this team is the preseason favorite to win the national title next year. And I think Van Praan in particular is a big reason why Georgia, I believe, is going to be able to do it again. Connor, how much can Stetson Bennett help his draft status by going to the Senior Bowl? Will it help his draft status? I believe yes. I think you've seen enough consistently uh, in recent years, especially with the quarterback position, that these guys can go down there and really help themselves impress teams by throwing and meeting in front of them, along with the fact that, quite frankly, it's not a very strong quarterback crop going down to the Senior Bowl this season. Uh, I think Jake Hayner... Uh, the Fresno State product is probably the guy that I'd be most interested in seeing. And, you know, him and Stetson aren't all that different physically. And so I think with the athleticism that Stetson has, with what he has done in college, if he's able to go down there and, and put himself in front of NFL decision makers and, and talk to them and, and explain to him, and they get to see what he had done under Todd Munkin, a former NFL offensive coordinator, I think if he gets the opportunity and ultimately goes down there, I think that's going to help further his draft status and stock there. Obviously, you know, he's got to compete and go out there and play well. 
with, with guys that he hasn't practiced with before. But given how we succeed, we've seen Stetson succeed in so many different circumstances, I wouldn't be surprised if when he does go down to the senior bowl, he does succeed. And further help his draft status. And you look at some of the guys that were starting, you know, Skylar Thompson, undrafted free agent. Uh, Tyler Huntley, undrafted free agent. Brock Purdy, last pick in the draft. I think we've seen in the NFL the value of having a capable backup quarterback. And I think if Stetson goes and crushes this pre-draft process, he can be a guy that goes in the fourth or fifth round and be a solid backup that has a chance to step in and play because we just know quarterbacks in this day and age at the NFL level, it doesn't matter if you're a Trey Lance or if you're someone of Stetson's mold, you're bound to get hurt if you play enough snaps back there. And, and so I think, you know, if Stetson goes showcase that, he's got a chance to really help his draft stock. Yeah, we said it the other day, I mean, if you think of A.J. McCarron or McElroy, if those guys, and again, it'd be another thing you can add to the resume. In three years in the NFL, as we said, get you the pension, which is nice, and everything else that he may be doing after his life in football. It is our man, Kate Connor Riley, talking about the dogs. All right, we uh, right now, all's quiet on the transfer portal window because we're, we're done with it. But there's another one coming up later in the spring. What, who's, is there anybody else Georgia fans should be worried about transporting out of Athens? <laughs> I think in today's day and age, you kind of always have to be on guard. I mean, we just saw it with A.D. Mitchell. We thought, you know, he was going to be with this program for a while. He told reporters at the Peach Bowl that, you know, he had heard those sort of transfer portal rumors with Texas and that he was going to stay with Georgia. Well, lo and behold, at the 23rd hour, he enters the transfer portal, and two days later, he ends up committing to Texas. And so I I think this is going to be something, especially as we sort of see these windows now going forward and these are more set. That May window is going to be really interesting, and I think we're going to see teams be even more aggressive in tampering because at that point in time, we'll have a, teams will have a better idea of coming out of spring practice what they are and what needs they have. And, and so there are Georgia guys that I, you know, I have a personal sort of safe-kept list that I think might be possible transfer risks of guys who an opposing team is going to come in and, and talk to their people and tamper with them, that they might be open and willing to, to hear that. But if you're Georgia, you just have to know that you, when you recruit guys on the front end uh, at a high school, I, I think those are the types of times you look for guys that, hey, these are guys that are going to stick it out when maybe they're not necessarily playing or not necessarily getting the role they want. Because when you factor in the transfer portal with NIL, I, I think you're going to see some schools be very aggressive with this. And players are going to be more than willing to listen and try and better themselves going forward because of it. Connor, great job. Looking forward to seeing what happens at the Senior Bowl with our guys there next week. Appreciate you as always. Tell the people where they can follow your stuff. Yep, you guys can follow me on Twitter at KConnorRally. Thanks so much, Mike and Paul. No doubt, man. All right, man. Coming up, yeah, man, no man has already happened. We're going to get to guy talk a little bit earlier because Garth Largaway is going to join us at 440. So we're going to do it next, Mike, which means you've got something for us. Yes. Which SEC school overpaid? They're coached by a million dollars by mistake. Wow. And uh, more information coming out about what the hell happened to Jeremy Renner out there. It's time for fun. (laughs) It's time for guy talk. (laughs) It's time for shenanigans. Yeah, man, on kind of a gray day, not too chilly yet. Gonna get cold out here, baby. That sun goes down at the uh, United <laughs> Training Facility. I'm just <laughs> layers. You got layers on. You're good. Yeah. It is a Dukes and Bell. We're gonna speak with the uh, president, and CEO Garth Lagerway, who's got an uh, amazing resume from his experience in other cities, including Seattle, before he came here to replace Darren Eels. That's coming up next segment. Right now, the early edition of Guy Talk. All right, buddy. Uh, Liberty Media. They won a World Series. Uh, you can't argue with the results, right? They have been kicking butt. They bought Formula One. And now, according to Forbes magazine, Liberty Media is the world's most valuable sports empire. Well, 
Listen, all their entities are doing amazing, Mike. And and just F1, we talked about this before the show. You've added races to destinations that people want to be at. The destinations you already were at have magnified and and, 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 and exploded, right. right? You've got people, more people attending these events than ever. We're talking specifically about F1. But, yeah, man, it doesn't surprise me. But I will tell you guys, and I've said this, the whole idea is that you feel like Liberty Media has, you know, three trillion dollars to spend on the Braves, and that's just not how they operate. That's right. not how it works. So, you know, what you get, Mike, what you make, what you hunt, you eat, and that's how the Braves work. If you get three million in attendance at, at uh, the Battery, and, and you're selling all the, the 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 beer and all that stuff, Mike, you've got a chance to go spend some money. They've done that the last few years. Right. I don't think that this means that we're going to see more spending with the Braves. No, and they were, again, I bitched and moaned for years that these guys were throwing you know nickels around like manhole covers, and they were operated on a on a shoestring. And then they obviously opened up the coffers, and they made smart decisions. I mean, that they're not the Mets are the look. Say what you want. The Mets can like the Yankees, but spending all the most money like the Dodgers does not guarantee you anything. Dodgers got one World Series, all those zillions of dollars they spent. But uh, with the Braves, got to be excited about where they're going. And again, you just touched on it. Liberty Media, I got to be honest, I wasn't sure how it was going to work. There's always pushback to America from Europe. But, you know... The races, you just laid it out. The ratings are through the roof. The uh, Drive to Survive stuff on Netflix was literally, and then whether they had any idea that was going to propel the viewership, but it's been killing it. And now this year, coming up in 23, I get to go to Miami. Uh, Vegas, I can't afford. That thing's ridiculous. That's for billionaires, man. Try getting a hotel room the weekend of the Vegas can't race. Do it. But that's going to be in November. And then the race in Texas, everybody loves. So three races in the biggest market of the world, the U.S. of A. Yeah, it, I think this is something that we're going to con- continue to see to grow. Uh, with and, they, these... and they took the high road. They said, Russia, you don't get anything. You're gone. Oh, they I know. The race. They, they, they pulled that race. As well they should. But I don't know where else you might want to do this. Somebody said, could they do a race in New York City? I was like, yee. They tried to do that a couple years ago on the Jersey side, up in, like, uh, Jersey City, Hackensack, and they just, because it's New York metropolitan it's area. Tough. Good it's luck tough. trying to get all the politicians and the special it's interests tough. on the same page. So that thing went away. But they were going to have a track that was going to basically go up and down the uh, the shore, for lack of a better word, the uh, shoreline or down the uh, the city, Jersey City, so you could see the Manhattan skyline sure, in, in the background. Shot. It would have been dramatic. Well, I, and that's yeah. the only thing I'm saying. Where yeah. else in, in, in right. America could you go right. that has that dramatic background, a place where people want to go and visit and, and have another race? But listen. Vegas is going to be incredible. In Miami, we saw it last year. The stars came out. I'm stoked. And there, by the way, there are some tickets available for you. I know it's not, it ain't cheap, but it, it was. A, I can tell you this, man. That's one of the greatest run events I've ever been to in Miami. It was fantastic down there. Again, you can uh, stay at the Hard Rock and take the bus right to the track. It's pretty slick. All right, man. Liberty Media is kicking butt. Mercedes-Benz getting some accolades. Our stadium, uh, we know those guys pride themselves on how they run the thing the right way. It doesn't burn a lot of juice. It's very economical. And, oh, by the way, it's now a fan favorite our buddy steve cannon from amb they're pretty proud to say they win the sports facility of the year wow yeah mercedes-benz was like top five and number one in a number of categories too much to mention here on you know guy talk but basically everything from food the venue getting in and out all the amenities the digital the wi-fi it just knocks it out of the park well I mean, we take this for granted because we were there so much it's true and, and maybe mike this is the reason why it was chosen to host the afc championship game if it right. had been bill's chiefs we know it's not uh, that game's going to be played in Arrowhead in Kansas City. But, yeah, I do think we take it for granted. We went from the Georgia Dome where we had small concourses. Right. It was hard to get up and down at the, and, to, and to Mercedes-Benz. And I'll be honest now, six or seven years later, I'm spoiled. Right. I'm spoiled. You can't beat it. And one of the things that I – look, I get it. No one's a big fan of the PSL. That's the cost of doing business. But – 
you still got the cheapest hot dogs and Cokes and everything else, and that's why they're no- number one as far as food and beverage. Congratulations. Can't go wrong with an Uncle Arthur's uh, tube steak. No, man. Hot dog, $2. $2 hot dog? Yeah, Come on, man. It is funny when you bring friends in. Yeah, you've done this. You bring friends in from other stadiums. Like, I got buddies who came down. They've been to Giants and Jets games in MetLife. They're like, $2 for a hot dog? It's it's a hot dog, right? It's like, it's not not made out of a dog. It's a hot dog. But anyway, yeah, that's amazing. Hey, story that broke a couple of weeks ago, and nobody really knew what was going on, how did it happen, that Jeremy Renner was, uh, you know, living, he lives outside of Tahoe. Yeah. And he's a guy that, I I apologize, I'm not good on the Marvel movies. Hawkeye. He's Hawkeye. Amongst other things, he was in uh, the uh, the Hurt Locker and a million movies. Anyway, Jeremy Renner, apparently now the words come out, he's tried to save his nephew. During the snowplow accident, he's got one of those snow cats, which if you've not seen it, it's the thing that Shelley Duvall races away from the Overlook Hotel <laughs> as Jack Nicholson is it's freezing huge. to death in the shot. It's, it's huge. Big tracks. Yes. But apparently he has some kind of crazy contraption on the front of the thing. To, I'm showing Carl here. How would you describe that? You know, it's a big, like, uh, almost what you'd see in a big truck to move the snow. So he had this thing, and if, if you get in front of it, it looks like it could completely slice and dice you. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, he had this thing set up on the snowcat, and apparently the nephew, the kid, gets in front of the thing. And so he's uh, attempting to stop a snowplow from sliding, hitting his nephew when the accident put him in critical condition, basically got run over by this thing, and he's in really bad shape. A lot of people, there's an article in Variety saying, is this guy going to be able to do action movies, and how long is recovery? Some guys are saying a year. I don't know if I'd ever want to drive something called the Piston Bully Snow Groomer. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm going to stay away from the Piston Bully. <laughs> I've heard, just like you, Mike, multiple surgeries they've had to even take a break with some of the surgeries so they could let his body heal right with the chest injuries um i don't think he's going to be doing any of his stunts anytime soon <laughs> all right yeah. that, that, that's if and when he gets back to work right. now correct me if i'm wrong our audience out there doesn't he have a show on called the mayor yes, the mayor of kingstown and that's the really prison, good. the prison town yeah, yeah that that's really good I, I only saw the first season i don't know if the season two is out get good marks but he's he's done a lot of good stuff man but yeah the marvel movie set him off obviously and the fandom for him but i i hope he gets back that's the injuries are severe right the sheriff's department says although the piston bully had some mechanical issues <laughs> again i don't know if they got a gigantic like you know, emergency brake that you got to pull somehow it activated it's uh, noted in the report that uh, the brake indicator light was not working. So maybe he didn't know the thing was not engaged. engaged. And it started to roll, and then, you know, he gets squished literally by this thing. So. He's lucky they were able to get a helicopter in there. Big time. I mean, seriously. I mean, it's it's really I – mean, and he seems like a really good dude. I was just watching uh, The Town the other day, the Bank Robin movie. Oh, that's another good With him and uh, Affleck. Yeah. It's a great flick. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, there's your guy talking about we're going to talk to the CEO coming up. Garth Lagerway is coming up. We'll find out what the vision is. He's been on the job for a few months. Guys are training literally right in front of us here at Atlanta United's training ground in Marietta. It's Dukes and Bell. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Dukes and Bell, we're live at Atlanta United's training ground facility here in Marietta. And Mike and I were taking in some of the the practice uh, as we're watching our guys. Brad Guzan joined us earlier. And Mike, you know, he looks good out there, bro. I mean, I, I, I'm a little, I would be yeah. a little nervous. I, I can't lie to you. He's a guard longer way. The new president and CEO of your Atlanta United joins us here live. We were both like, huh, watching Brad move, but Brad is raring to go. And as a former goalkeeper, and I know you've never had to deal with an Achilles, but it looks like Brad is progressing perfectly right now. He really is making progress. I mean, Brad is on his claim to fame as he made me the second best goalkeeper in the history of Chicago. So <laughs> I, I was the first one to make it to the league, and then Brad kind of swept away all the, all the impact right. I did. And then Gaga Slanina is probably going to display both of us but now brad's making progress on the important stuff which is out in the field there and um you know achilles injury unfortunately not common for players of that age and you know uh the good news is is nowadays you come back from that usually uh better than new garth i know you've been in town for a while we got you right after you got to town you're like dude i just got off the plane <laughs> <laughs> i'm not firing anybody yet let me evaluate this yeah. yes, right. so we were like all right we'll talk to you in a couple of months all right so we're here it's a couple of months where are we at, man? As far as what you've learned about this club, now you've had a chance to meet with some of the players, evaluate. Where are you at in the process as we get ready for the season? Sure. You know, look, I think from a salary cap perspective, we're in a little bit of a reset moment. You know, we came in, we found some stuff that maybe long-term didn't match the philosophy that, that uh, I wanted to put forward. And, um, look, to be fair to these guys, I, you know, they had the, the, the folks, Carlos and Bocanegra and his team, um, you know, had had a lot of plans in place that they were working on, and you've seen some of the exits so far. And, um, look, people I understand are a little anxious because they've seen a lot of exits and not, not so many entries. Um, <laughs> you got a couple of lockers you got to fill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. No, we're working out some entries, but we unfortunately still have you know maybe uh, one two more exits that have to happen. Um, but the good news is is we're gonna you know we're gonna take some pain here in the short term, but we're gonna reset this thing and we're gonna put the team in a sustainable path to success uh, over the next couple of years. We believe. And I know that uh, you know we had high hopes when Marcelino Moreno came on. And it just seems like it, as a, as fans we got spoiled the first couple of years because there was so much offense and so much attack. And I think most fans out there, I know Carl and I. We'd rather lose. I don't want to lose, but I want to see three or four goals if we're yeah. gonna want some action. <laughs> what is your philosophy? How much in line was it with the previous regime, or is it are you reinventing the wheel here? Or is it you like what there's things you can work with? Shit, look, I mean, I, we are entertainment, right? right. I mean, I, I, I'm not a soccer purist. I'm, right. you know, I'm an NFL fan. I'm a, you know, I'm a sports fan. I grew up in Chicago watching Michael Jordan and Walter Payton, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of common touch points. Sports is sports, entertainment's entertainment. So I don't think that's that different. I don't think, you know, I think I, we understand, you know, what the Atlanta fans want. Um, you know, that said, what I would say is I, I'm a lawyer, right? That's, that's my training. Um, and so I do things pretty methodically. Uh, and I tend to do things kind of brick by brick. And the, the good part about that is as you build things, then they stay built. And you can kind of sustain success over a period of time, as you've seen it kind of my last two stops. 
Um, but uh, I will probably still frustrate some people in the sense that things may not move as fast as they want to uh, right from the get-go uh, because you got to find the right deals. The thing that kills you in a salary cap system is when you make mistakes and then you can't clear those mistakes off the cap, and that, that's what we're going through right now. It's right. not been easy to clear some of those contracts that didn't work out quite as well, um, and we're going to try to put ourselves in a position where we don't do that again. Um, but there will be, look, there will be a, a building up process. I mean, the, the team launched like the Phoenix, literally greatest launch in sports history, arguably, right? I mean, both in, from a fan's perspective and on-field perspective. And so settling back to earth is, you know, you take that balance, you take that trade, right? Win the title and come right. back down a little bit, and now we'll reset things and we'll, we'll build it back up. You said you're a lawyer at heart, or that's your history, right? That's your training. So I, I hear you're big in analytics, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> because you know where I'm going with this. Garth Largoway joining us here on Dukes and Bell. I'm big in analytics, too. But I'm also big in just seeing what the hell is going on and, like, he can play. He can't play. He's really good. He's not good. So where are you when it comes to this analytics and how you will use this information in processing the kind of guys you want to bring in? Look, I think in soccer, because you have 11 guys moving, and unlike baseball, right, where you have a bunch of independent events, right, you have a ball, you have a strike, you have a walk, you have a hit, but it's it's a mono-a-mono game. It's a, it's an individual sport dressed up as a team sport, right? Soccer is the fundamental team sport, so all the actions are interchangeable. So I think it's really hard to pull apart objectively all of those actions within the game. So people have opinions about this guy's good and that guy's good, but a lot of times what the analytics can help you with is, yeah, you're right, that guy's good and that guy's not good, but if you combine these two guys together, that combination could be really effective, right? I think basketball is maybe the closer analogy from an analytics perspective where you still have individual actions, but you want to look at groups of players, partners of players, where players play in parts of the field. And if you do that, and what I tell people too is, you know, that stuff honestly still falls within the coaching realm in terms of what lineup you choose, what tactics you employ. What I'm doing as, as the CEO with visibility over uh, the business and the soccer is to say, hey, here are the processes we're going to put in place. We're going to evaluate these guys as assets off the field, and now we're going to try to find the right combination of assets, uh, the right uh, distribution of revenue to maximize all of our resources and to try to put the best possible team on the field. So uh, as an example, you probably don't want the best guy at a single position because you're going to pay the highest price for that, right? But if you get that second or third best guy and you pay 75% of the price or 60% of the price and then you do that eight, eight, nine, ten times across the field, now you're going to have a pretty good team and you're going to have a deeper team, um, and that's going to be a huge part of MLS going forward as we talk about playing in Leagues Cup uh, and Champions League and the playoffs and, you know, rumors there may be an expanded playoff format here coming in MLS. We'll see if that happens or not. Open Cup in addition to the, the league season. So there, there's a lot of games now coming up, and we're going to have to develop players to, to meet that need, and we're going to have to have more good players in, in terms of being consistently successful. Love the answer. Big time. Love the it's, answer. Again, we always say there's a combination of the analytics and, and the eye test. It's a guard Logger away with us here, guys. If you're new to soccer, bienvenue. Welcome. Uh, this dude's resume is pretty darn impressive. When you got hired, when we looked at it, and we're not blowing smoke. I mean, youngest GM in MLS history, won a championship in Real Salt Lake, Sounders championship. And so, and again, we, you said it, we knocked it out of the park early on. And the first thing you had to deal with, kind of working chronologically, is Joseph. And we still have to answer questions on Uh-oh. social media about Joseph just because he was iconic here and no divorce is ever going to be ending the right way. Are you happy with how it worked out, get him down to Miami, and obviously you guys had to eat some of that salary to get him off the books. Yeah, look, I, I think Joseph has got to be celebrated. You said it. He's an iconic player. Like, if, if every player you sign comes in, plays six years for the franchise, wins the title, wins league MVP, scores 100 goals, 
we're going to be okay. <laughs> you know? And, and then, and then on, on the back side of it, if you go to them and you say, hey, you've done so much for the franchise, what's good for your family going forward? What's good for you long term? Um, rather than kind of have this kind of year hanging out at the end of this, like I think we found a good outcome for everybody uh, in, in terms of how this played out. And hopefully uh, uh, Mr. Martinez feels like we respected him appropriately and there'll be a tribute for him when he comes back in town and stuff and recognizing the player that he is. And, um, you know, but look, I, I've been through this again a couple places. You have to know, uh, you know, a lot of iconic athletes in Atlanta sports history didn't finish with Atlanta teams, as you guys know. So, um, you know, that unfortunately in the salary cap world, that just is the way it ends up a lot of times. You went on Men in Blazers. You like that stuff? I, you like doing those things? <laughs> I like those guys a lot. They're cool. They're yeah, cool. They're, they're cool. cool. They're now, I'm not a big Blazer guy. Like uh, you guys, I, I mean, obviously they're wearing the Blazers. I wasn't at that time. But no, I mean, the, the, I'm not a formal guy, as you guys can probably tell already. Um, you're, you're our kind of guy, by the way. Yeah, you're our kind of guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, look, you know, I was a corporate lawyer, right? It sounds real stuffy on paper, right? So I, I got to do my best to try to uh, uh, demystify myself or whatever in, in the meantime. But uh, like, you know, definitely got a face made for radio, right? So you feel feel comfortable uh, in that respect. Good loggerways with us, guys. New Prez, the boss, new Hefe here in town. So some of the spots you have to fill, um, obviously we get Miles Robinson back, and he's in a tough situation. It was the worst time for him to get an Achilles injury because he's got a one-year deal left. So is it kind of a prove-it deal for him and maybe hopefully for us to keep him here? I mean, it's difficult. The teams would come after him because he's got to prove he's okay, I guess. He does. Look, what I would say is we have a high degree of confidence in our medical staff. Um, and, again, for a player that young, you know, for a player like Guzan, honestly, it's more challenging to come back from that. Now, Guzan is such a good pro. He's so established. We like his chances. Miles is young enough. He should be able to get through this from just from a statistical. And there's not 100% recovery from anything. But um, I think it's very likely that he will be recovered. So I'd say we feel comfortable. Uh, and we have, made, in fact, made a long-term contract offer to Miles. Um, and those conversations are ongoing. And, obviously, we hope that that's something that he considers. Um, because, look, I think there's an, an, an intrinsic value for us um, you know, we think he's potentially one of the best center backs in the league. He's a guy that could be playing for the U.S. national team. There's a little tournament called the World Cup that's going to be coming here in 2026. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have, uh, you know, an Atlanta United center back that's, that's you know, starting for the United States right. in the World Cup. I mean, that's long-term, and that build-up over the next four years, you know, we're talking, and this is a, a generational opportunity to build our, our entire franchise. I, I'd love for Miles to be a part of that if that's something that he wants to do. But, you know, to your point, that's something we got, we got to agree on and we'll work together on. Garth, how does the Apple deal help MLS? Does it? I got to be honest. Mike and I, when we got the word it was Apple, we were like, eee. we're talking to you know supporter groups. We're talking to our listeners. Yeah. How do you feel about it? It's the biggest consumer products company in the world. So let me tell you how it helps us. So, uh, and I, I learned this. So we, in, in Seattle, we signed a player named uh, Roman Torres and uh, won the title with him as one of our center backs. You guys don't care about that. But here's the series. He's Panamanian, <laughs> right? So after we win... The president of Panama right. gave him not a key to the city, a key to the country. Oh, nice. nice. So, and we had this spike, man. Everybody in Panama became a Sounders fan, like, like literally thousands of people. And this was just because of what social media was then. So what Apple does is Apple is all over the world, truly global, right? And you can watch it whenever you're ready to watch a game. So you don't have to stay up till 3 in the morning in England to, to watch an Atlanta United game, right? Right. And so the significance is now – MLS, so so uh, jump around you, but like of the, the top five leagues in the world, MLS was sixth out of players in the World Cup this time. So in other words, it, the, the the number of players uh, playing in the World Cup, the sixth most players 
was from MLS. Okay. Um, so that puts us now, because there's always this debate. You bet with the best league book? No, we're not yet. But if we're number six right now before the World Cup in terms of the number of guys that are playing on that biggest stage in the world, that's a pretty good benchmark for us. We're doing pretty well. So now what do we have to do? We have to continue to grow awareness of the league because – that tells me the league is better than a lot of people think it is, right. right? But now if you're watching on Apple all around the world and you're seeing Mercedes-Benz Stadium, the nicest stadium in the world in any sport, right? right? People are – our phones are going to start ringing. That's what's going to happen, right? So when you say what's going to happen is on Apple, we're going to have a better team because of Apple. Because people are going to call in. They're going to say, wait, you put how many? 50,000 a game? Really? And I want to come play in front of 50,000. And, you know, again, we, we, we I've had experience with this, but – the team and the, the platform, Apple, basically recruits for Atlanta United. Um, and so I think it gives us this unprecedented opportunity to make our team better, to make ourselves a global brand. And I don't people use that as a bunch of corporate speak and stuff like that. And I don't mean from a marketing perspective. I'm saying organically, people are going to tune in. They're going to watch the league. They're going to figure out how good the league is. And there's going to have a bunch of positive things uh, for us for that. And if even just saying, hey, I want to come to Atlanta for the World Cup in 2026, I got to check this. I got to check out the city. Right. Because, you know, I, when I was interviewing for the job, you know, I said, what was the impact of the Olympics? Because that's the only thing that's maybe analogous to a World Cup. And they said, you know, universally, the, the AMBSC folks said, we think the World Cup's going to be bigger than the Olympics. And, I do, too. And, and, and the Olympics was transformative right. for the entire city. I do, too. You know? Because you know, I, I went to school in the south, you know, up the road a little bit. Sure. And Atlanta wasn't – I mean, now it that I'm back this. in Atlanta, no, I mean, I came coming back 25 yeah. years later. I mean, it is a completely transformed right. metropolitan area. I mean – I got here after the Olympics in 98 to see this thing explode. Real quick, before we cut you loose, we did talk about some lockers you got to fill. Yep. And uh, some of the guys I sit with in Section 208, they, they make me sound – I'll sound smarter with this stuff. Uh, Yorgos Yakamakis. <laughs> So. He's a dude who plays for Celtic, <laughs> and for those who don't know, that's the Catholic team. That's a fun one. Uh, in, uh, in, in, so let's talk about it. Scottish league is that our guy? I am play? laughing my I'm laughing my head off because I couldn't pronounce. I tried like four or five times. I read the media reports. I was like, I cannot say this name. I, I, so I, I, we have a Greek, we have a Greek member of our staff. So I believe okay. the proper way was is Yakumakis. I believe Yaku is Makis. how you're supposed okay. to. Say okay. So and I'm not even sure I can say that twice right. without. With, so uh, look, I cannot comment on players under contract right. to other teams. Uh, so we got to be careful there. But uh, that is, I think, uh, illustrative of the type of player that we might pursue. Um, you know, so cause, Yeah, because what we have is we've got these salary cap problems, so we don't have the space to bring in a Joseph Martinez 2017-level profile. Right. Uh, but one of the mechanisms we could employ would be to bring somebody in on loan, so a short-term uh-huh. deal with an option to buy kind of thing. Okay. And then so they wouldn't be a DP at first, but maybe they could evolve and become a DP. And, and that's not the only structure we have, but right. in the short term, you know, between now and the summer, that is a short-term option. That might be the kind of guy we could pursue. Cool. Atlanta, I've been doing this a long time. We're in good hands. Garth Lagerway, thanks, <laughs> hey, man. Thanks a lot, man. Guess Appreciate you. Look at this. You, get, you sound like a guy that can put that away right now. I like this guy, Carl. You appreciate know, you. I, That's I, our I, beer. I got three kids, man. Now I just put me to sleep. But I, but I appreciate it. I used to. There you go. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We look forward to our visits with you, man. Awesome. Me too. All right, appreciate guys. It. We're coming back. Falcon Report's on the way. Rumors are out there. We're going to tell you what they are next. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 